0: guys hey if you have your Bibles this morning turn to Hebrews chapter number 12 we're going to continue our study in uh, running with the Giants okay just to give you a little report on uh, on our baseball season it has come to a completion uh, we did make the playoffs Franklin High School for the first time in 16 years okay but uh, but that trip to the playoffs was short-lived we went one and done okay but uh, we we did we did make the playoffs and we were excited about that had a good time I am pleased to report to you that our, our local school the Berwick Panthers defeated Patterson yesterday and they are on the hot boy you should see that look JD just gave you okay (laughs) you you can tell where he lives at okay but uh, they defeated Patterson yesterday and they are off to the quarterfinals of the baseball playoffs so uh, they play at home this coming weekend against um, against Buckeye so so be praying for them I think Central Catholic came up one game short the the girls yes the girls came up one game short Morgan City girls came up a a game or two short but but again guys we celebrate that 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 God is blessing all of our kids and I know Ricky and Debbie had a wonderful time watching their granddaughter play a little ball yesterday amen that's good stuff that's good stuff all righty guys hey we're going to continue our study in running with the Giants if you have your Bibles today turn to Hebrews chapter number 12 Remember, guys, what we're talking about is, uh, if this is one of your first times with us, we, we base this out of Hebrews chapter number 12. Let's read it, verses 1 and 2. It says, Wherefore, seeing we are compassed about with such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight, the sin that so easily beset us, and run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who, for the joy set before him, Endured the cross, despising the shame, sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. The idea here is that all the great men and women of faith that, that have gone on before us, they, they kind of have a, uh, a bird's eye view watching us, okay? And uh, the idea was if, uh, if some of these great men and women of faith could come out of the stands of heaven and just encourage you. Brother Bernie, if they could come alongside you and say, uh, here's what I've learned in my life. Here's what... I can share with you, you know guys, uh, just in a in a real real live way that 's why it 's important that generations have relationships okay that 's why it 's important that that my generation has a relationship with the older generation because guess what we could learn a thing or two, okay. Kids, I should have said this before we dismissed them. Kids, this is why it's important that you have a relationship with your parents and your grandparents. Because, J.D., wouldn't you love it if your grandkids would not have to make all the mistakes you made? Wouldn't it be great if they could learn? You know, I've heard it said that the wise man learns from his mistakes, right? but the real wise man learns from other people's mistakes, okay? Like if there's a dog and you watch a guy kick that dog and next thing you know, that dog has got a hold of his ankle and it's just, you're filming this because it's so entertaining. A real wise person would put in the back of their mind, don't kick that dog, okay? If you're in class, okay, if you're in class, Hunter, Hayden, Seneca, and you see Joseph Radford do a, by the way, I just picked the kid's name. But, but it's an appropriate name because the kid's always in trouble. If you see Joe do something and the teacher throws him out of class and writes him up, you would want to mentally make a note, don't do what Joe just did, okay? So do you understand that? Wise people learn from their mistakes, but really wise people learn from other people's mistakes, okay? So, um, so wouldn't it be nice to, to be able to hear from some of these great men and women of faith that would just say, here's what you do, here's what you don't do? Well, we've been doing that for several weeks now, Okay? And today, we've got another one that we're gonna hear from, and, and this one is, is someone that, that you know, you've heard of her. We're talking about a lady today, so you ladies, all of a sudden, I've got your full attention. Okay? We're talking about a lady today, but we're talking about somebody that, that sometimes we don't think about, sometimes we, we kinda of just go over what she was, but she has some amazing lessons that she wants to teach us. So, today, we're gonna to hear from Rebecca. Rebecca, and she would tell us that we're supposed to give generously to others. Okay? I think this is a very appropriate reminder to all of us, okay? Because giving generously to others not only benefits us, but it benefits others, of course. So um so let's think about this. Rebecca comes from the stands of heaven and and, and she comes alongside us and she begins talking immediately by saying, Imagine that a woman begins talking immediately. That wasn't in my notes. That was just the anointing. That was my wife would say that wasn't anointing. That was annoying. Okay. <laughs> there are times my wife tells me most of the stuff you said was good. Okay. I'm sure I'll hear more about that one. But <clears throat> I, I digress. Rebecca comes alongside and begins to impart wisdom unto us. Does that sound better? Does that sound better? Okay. Hunter and Hayden thought that was hilarious, and she starts talking. Nothing seen. <laughs> Nothing seemed unusual to me that evening as I approached the town spring. Rebecca would say, while I awaited my turn to draw water, I visited with friends and talked about the day's events. After I drew my water, she continues, I placed the jar on my shoulder and began to walk toward home. Then a stranger came up to me and asked for a drink. He was an older man with a kind voice. He was dressed like a servant, but obviously from a good house. He was dusty, like he'd been traveling a long, long time. Without hesitation, Rebecca lowered her jar and gave him some water. He took a good long, heart, uh, good long drink, and, and that's when I noticed his camels. As thirsty as he was, I realized that his camels must also be in need of water. So I offered to give them water too. She grabs each of us by the sleeve and she says, little did I realize how this one act of generosity would change my life and the lives of so many others. Little did I know that my actions were the answer to a servant's prayer and the plan of a sovereign God. All I did was do what I felt I should. You must do the same. Give generously to others. You see, we are talking about Rebecca, whose act of generosity put into motion an amazing plan of God. It's amazing what one act of faith can do. One act of faith on your part can change your life, and it can change the lives of so many others. One act of generosity. Blaine, one act, one thing that the Lord impresses you to do, you act on that obediently, and it brings blessings not only to you, but to your whole family. Guys, that's what Rebecca would tell us today. Give generously to God. God. Give generously to others. Do what God tells you to do. Because blessings follow obedience. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for Rebecca. I thank you for who she is. I thank you for what she represents, Lord. She's a giver. And God, you're a giver. And I want us all to be givers, God. God, I want to be a giver. I want to give generously to others. I want to be a part of a blessing, Lord. And I pray today, Lord, God, that Rebecca's spirit would just get all over this church. God, that you would help us to realize, God, that it's just not enough to go one mile. We need to go the second mile. It's just not enough to do the bare minimum. But, God, we want to do exceedingly, abundantly more. God bless these people today and help me to communicate the truth of this message. In Jesus name I pray and everybody would say amen. Amen. You see this woman is none other than Rebecca. She didn't know that the man she served was the chief servant of Abraham. He had sent to find a bride for Abraham's son Isaac. Just before Rebekah arrived, as the servant stood by the well after his long journey, he had prayed. This is found in Genesis 24. If you want to go home and read more about the story, it's found in Genesis 24. Let's look at verses 12 through 15. It says, this is the prayer of the servant. This is what, the, the, this is what happened prior to Rebekah's act of generosity. The servant said, "O oh Lord God of my master Abraham, please give me success this day and show kindness to my master Abraham. Behold, here I stand by the well of water. The daughters of the men of the city are coming out to draw water. Now let it be that the young woman to whom I say, please let down your pitcher that I may drink. She says, drink and I will also give your camels a drink. Let her be the one you have appointed for your servant Isaac. And by this I will know that you have shown kindness to my master. No doubt the servant must have wondered how many young women he'd have to ask for a drink before finding someone who would water his camels. You see, this would be no small offer. It wouldn't be like giving a dog a drink. He had 10 camels, each of which could drink 20 gallons of water. So think about it, guys. This is... You know, we have a wonderful little walking track here in Burwick. And have you ever noticed that there's three water fountains at every little rest area? Okay, there's the grown-up fountain, Casey. There's the little fella fountain. And then there's the, the the poodle fountain, okay? It's not to wash your feet in, okay? It's for the animals, okay? So, so giving a, a dog a drink when you're walking them around the track in Berwick, that's no big deal. But giving camels a drink, whole different ballgame, okay? Think about it. Do the math. 10 camels at 20 gallons each, that's 200 gallons of water. Now, imagine if she had like a five-gallon jar... How many times would she have to to go down in that well and pull that thing back up? Forty times. Man, this is not an easy thing. Rick, this guy was asking for something hard, okay? He wasn't looking for just some ordinary gal. He found somebody really, really special. You see, what seemed like a simple offer of kindness would have taken Rebecca hours to fulfill. It wasn't an easy thing to do. But you see, Rebecca... did something special. We call it the Rebecca principle, going the extra mile. Rebecca went the extra mile. Her generosity stands in stark contrast to the prevailing attitudes of today. Rebecca seemed to be saying, I'll do what you asked me to do, then I'm going to do something more. I'm going to do more. I'm going to go the extra mile. We Cajuns would call that lanyap, wouldn't we? It's something extra. In contrast, many people today seem to be thinking, I'm going to be doing the least that is expected of me, and I'm going to try to get the most out of it. Isn't that really kind of what's going on today? Rick, you work in the real world. That's what people kind of want, huh? They want the most they can get. Fabian, you've seen that before, huh? You get new people on the job, and next thing you know, they're trying to see what the bare minimum, okay? Blaine, I'm sure as a business owner, that drives you crazy, huh? You hire somebody, and you're expecting them to have that Rebecca principle to go to extra mile, and they don't go the first quarter mile, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's when we move them down the road, okay? We send them somewhere else, okay? Again, guys, the Rebecca principle is something that'll work in the business world, but it's also something that needs to work in the church world. We need to be willing to do what God's called us to do, plus some, Amen? Sadly, this underlying spirit of just doing enough to get by has even crept in the lives and thoughts of many people of faith. Few individuals desire to do more than they must. Everywhere you look, you see an attitude of minimum effort for maximum payment. If we desire to be more like Rebecca, then we must keep in mind several things. Number one, you can't be generous and legalistic at the same time. You can't be generous and legalistic at the same time. What do you mean? You see, Rebecca did more than what was required of her. Her generous spirit was unusual. You can contrast her actions with the legalistic Pharisees whose religion could be measured with a yardstick. But legalism always leaves people miserable. Legalists become either unbearably arrogant or incurably insecure. You ever met a few of those folks? I've met them in church, okay? If we want to be like Rebecca, we can't keep score. We can't keep score. You know, guys, there are times that I do things for people, and here's how I do it, Brother Rick. I do it as unto the Lord, okay? And that's a way to make sure you don't get taken advantage of. Because guess what, guys? As Christians, are we going to get taken advantage of? Yes, we are. We absolutely are, okay? Look, guys... Every story you hear of someone needing help or whatever, not every story is true. But when you give as unto the Lord, it doesn't matter if the story is true or not, J.D. You know what? There are times that I'm filling up at the, the, the gas station and someone comes and asks for something and, and uh, I don't often give money simply because I don't want to help them buy the next pint, okay? I don't, I don't want to help contribute to that. But if somebody's hungry, I'll go buy them food. If somebody needs some gas, I'll put some on my card. I'll do those things. Now, some would say, why are you doing that? They're taking advantage of you. I don't care, okay? Because I'm not going to run the risk of, of missing a blessing because when you give as unto the Lord, blessings come your way. In fact, the Bible says that when we give to the poor, we lend to God. Now, have you ever lent to somebody and you knew you wasn't getting it back? Okay, reminds me of the story. If you give your brother-in-law $50 and he never talks to you again, was it worth the investment? But think about it. We've lent to people. Blaine, you've ever lent to people and you never saw a dime of it? don't point no fingers, okay? We're not talking about kids, okay? Boy, kids are like reverse ATMs, aren't they? Okay, instead of getting, they think we're ATMs, Blaine. They're like, they punch our, they press our buttons. Boy, ooh, that's a different message for a different day. They press our buttons and expect money to come out, okay? Hey, but here's the deal, guys. When we give to the poor, when we give to people that are asking, we're lending to God. And guess what? God won't owe no man, will he? God will pay his debts. How many know that to be true? So guys, guess what? When you go the extra mile, when you do what God is asking us to do, because he wants us to be his hands and feet, he wants us to be a conduit by which we can bless other people, God will bless that. Does that make sense to you? See, that's the Rebecca principle, that I'm going to do, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be generous. I'm not going to be legalistic. I'm not going to keep score. Okay. Now, am I, am I saying that you should be an enabler and be foolish? No, I'm not. Okay. But what I'm saying is you got to do what the Lord impresses upon you to do. Okay. And you can't be generous and legalistic at the same time. Okay. There's no scoreboards when it comes to giving to others, when it comes to giving to God. And here's what our motivation should be. You want to know what our motivation for giving should be? Well, turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. It's the love chapter. That should be our motivation, our love for God and our love for others. Amen? And when it talks about love, here's the kind of love it should be. Love that is patient, love that is kind. Love that does not envy, does not boast, is not proud. It's not rude. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrongs. Remember that scoreboard? Okay. Hey guys, here's a little free marriage advice. If you and your spouse are keeping score of who's right and who's wrong, bless their heart. JD, that ain't real smart, is it? Okay. By the way, guys, you don't want to keep score because you're usually way behind. Just just trying to help there, okay? Just want to help you, B. You're you're, you're behind, bro. We, okay, so we don't want to keep score, okay? By the way, have you ever had your wife? My wife told me, you really don't want to have that conversation with me. You really don't want to have that argument with me. You know what, Rick? I took her advice. I, I didn't, okay? <clears throat> By the way, I figured out how to always have the last word in an argument. Yes, dear. Okay, just just throwing that out there. That's free. Okay, where was I? Love keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. That kind of love, friends, will never fail. See, guys, that should be our motivation. That should be our motivation for giving. That should be our motivation for doing what we do for God and for others. Amen? So secondly, number one, you can't be generous and legalistic at the same time. Number two, you can't walk the second mile until you walk the first. Makes sense, right. It's easy for people to talk about the great and generous things they intend to do in the future, okay? I used to have a guy I was friends with We uh, um, up in, in Alexandria, we called football together and, and uh, he used to play the lotto okay? Especially when it was big numbers, okay? And he used to always say, preacher, if I win the lotto, and you, you've you heard that before, okay? By the way, if you ever come tell me, preacher, if I win the lotto, I'm going to say, why are you playing the lotto, okay? You you should be smarter than that. You should have paid more attention in math, okay? Don't go to that little place in Amelia. The house always wins, Okay? By the way, and some of you put it on Facebook where you've been. That ain't smart either. No, I'm just kidding. I, I haven't seen that, okay? I'm just, I'm meddling now, okay? But here's the deal, guys. Look, you ever met somebody? If I win the lotto, okay? If I win this, if I, this scratch-off works out, they're going to do whatever. Guess what, guys? Do you believe that? I don't, <laughs> okay? I, I was like, Cheetah, that's really nice. It was cheated. Cheetah. Cheetah just said, Preacher, if I win the lotto, I'm gonna give it to your church. He didn't realize I didn't have a church. I was just working for the district. He won the lotto. We were gonna have a church, show. <laughs> we We're gonna figure something out, okay? <laughs> but, um, but here's the deal. He'd always say what he would do that second mile when he wouldn't even do the first. You know? So, guys, here's the deal. Here's the deal. You can't walk the second mile till you walk the first. Okay? And we need to make sure that we're willing to do what God is calling us to do. We need to be willing to love people. We need to be willing to give to people. Okay, You see, um, but if they're not being generous with what they have now, then it's unlikely they will suddenly change in the future. Rebecca started service by first doing what she was asked. What was Rebecca asked for? A drink, right? The first mile was, will you give me a drink? okay? The second mile was the camel business. She gave a stranger a drink. Only when she had completed that task did she take care of the camels. Likewise, we need to start by giving now where we currently are, not somewhere over the rainbow or someday near far in the future. You see guys, we need to give what we can, do what you can right now while you still can. Let me say that again. You need to give what you can Do what you can right now while you still can. You know, guys, I remember when when Chantel and I first began tithing, first began giving to God. We made about $1,000 a month, okay? Now, guys, that's not a lot of money. We all would agree that's not a lot of money. So back then, we used to give what? What's the tithe on that? A hundred bucks, right? I remember when we wrote our first check for a hundred bucks to the church. That was kind of scary, Brother Rick, okay? Because we, we, we would write hundred dollar checks to the light bill. We'd write a hundred dollar checks to, to our car note or whatever. I mean write a couple hundred dollar checks. By the way, that tells you how long ago. Wouldn't you love to have a $200 car note? I mean, look, that, that's, a, that's a mule in a cart today, okay? <laughs> but, uh, but, but, but we started small. Okay? And as God blessed us, we just gave more. And Casey, we were excited about that. Man, we were excited about that because here's the deal you start with what you have, you start right now. What is God asking of you right now? Start it now. Begin to be generous now. Why? Because you're creating a pattern. Amen? You're creating a pattern. Chantel and I have never had any issues of giving. We've always give generously. We always give above and beyond. We always try to go the second mile. So this pastor family is not asking anything of this church that I don't already do myself. Amen? By the way, I got good news for you. You're not going to catch me preaching stuff I don't do. Okay, I'm not. I'm not going to ask of you something I'm not going to do. When I ask you to volunteer for VBS, guess who's volunteered first? Me. Guess who's been voluntold second? Them. Okay, we're not going to ask of you anything we're not willing to do. Okay, guys, when we ask you to help out around the church, when we ask you to to help out with the, the 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 landscape and different things, guess who's been on the lawnmower before? Me. Okay, guys. That's how, that's how we do things, okay? Is that okay? Is that fair? That sounds good, doesn't it? Well, here's the deal, guys. You can't go the second mile until you go the first. We have to do what we can while we can, amen? You can't walk the second mile until you first walk the first, okay? Hey, guys, here's a great illustration of that. How many realize that grandchildren are the second mile? How many grandparents would smile and say that, okay? Blaine and Jill, we can't wait to try that second mile, huh? Because that first mile drives us crazy sometimes, huh? Casey, that first mile, gray hair, huh? Okay? Some of y'all are like, it's falling out, okay? But you can't do that second mile. JD, you like that second mile, don't you? <laughs> hey, but that first mile, boy, that, that aids you, don't it? You know what, guys? You can't do the second mile. can't do the second mile until you do the first, can't have those grandkids until you've had kids. By the way, I've heard it said that grandkids are a gift to you for not killing your own kids. Did I just say that? Yeah, I got kids. Okay. How I many in here you ever get frustrated with your kids? Lift your hand. Okay. By the way, you lie. you fr- Yeah, come on now. We're all in the same boat together. Okay. Man, look, we, we've been there. We've been. Sister Valley's raising both hands. She's like, woo. She's getting the Holy Ghost over there. Woo. Okay. <laughs> hey, guys, look. You can't go the second mile until you go the first. Amen? And that's that's what it's all about. That's what the kingdom of God is all about. We need to be willing to be generous. Amen? So you can't be generous and legalistic at the same time. You can't walk the second mile until you first walked the first. And then thirdly, extra blessings result from extra effort. How easy would it have been for Rebecca to lower her jar, give the stranger a drink, and then continue on home? That would have been the convenient thing to do. Before she made the offer, she undoubtedly thought about the time, the effort, and the sacrifice that would be required for her act of generosity, yet she did it anyway. That set her apart from all the other women who had gathered at the spring that evening. And as a result, her life changed in ways she could not have imagined. Amen? Guys, she gave a little more of herself. She gave a little extra. And the blessings that came because of it were many. Luke 6 and 38 tells us give, and it shall be what? Given back to you. In the same measure? No. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over. You see, guys, we can't outgive God. Amen. We cannot give out I'll, I'll give God. We can't give out I'll, I'll give God monetarily. We can't give out give God in love. We can't outgive God in any way. But guys, you that doesn't stop you from trying. Amen. Extra blessings come from extra effort. Amen. Finally, Rebecca would give us a few final words of encouragement. Rebecca knows she just has a few more moments with us. There's an increased urgency in her words. She seems to know that to encourage generosity in others is to go against the flow of human nature. But now, like then, she perseveres. She says, when we give generously, we receive more than we would ever think possible. When you give generously, when you give of yourself, when you give of your finances, when you give to others, you receive more than you could ever imagine. Jesus says in Matthew 7 and 2, with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. We set the standard of what we receive by what we give. Let me say that again. We set the standard of what we receive by what we give. I gave a little, Rebecca would say, more than I was asked to give, but I received much, much more than I ever expected. Do you realize But because of Rebecca's act of generosity, she became a part of the lineage of Christ? She was, she was um, put into the lineage of Christ. She became 37 times the great-grandmother of Jesus. Let that sink in. We got some grandmothers in here? We might even have one great-grandmother, okay? That, that, that takes some experience to pull that one off, okay? I, we got a couple great-grandmothers over there? Oh, absolutely. There we go. Great, great. Well, guess what Rebecca was? She was great, great, plus 35. Okay, I'm not going to say it because that would wear me out. But she was the great, 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 great. You get the point. 37 times grandmother of Jesus. All because of one act of generosity. All because of one obedient act. Guys, when you give what you can, you have no idea what does God desires to give you in return. When you give, our God does exceedingly, abundantly more. Amen? You expect to receive, and you should, because God honors his word. But you get back so much more than you could ever give. Okay? You know what, guys? When you give to this church, when you give in this offering, guess what? Remember last Sunday when we had two people get saved up here at the front of this church? You have a part in that. You have a part in that. Amen? That's something to get excited about. That's a good investment. Amen? But when you give, you get so very much back. Secondly, Rebecca would tell us, when we give generously, our loved ones will also be blessed. You know what, guys? I think every one of us in here, you want your family blessed, don't you? Man, that was cool a little while ago when we had a chance to pray over our families because I love my boys. I want them blessed, okay? You want your family blessed. Well, when you give to others, you not only receive blessings, but your family does too. When Abraham's servant revealed who he was, he brought out gold articles and rich garments and gave them to Rebekah. He also gave precious things to her mother and brother. There is always an overflow from generosity that blesses those closest to the giver. There's always overflow. Amen? That's a good thing. And then finally, Rebecca would say, when we give, the impact of our generosity often outlives us. In the moment of giving, you cannot imagine how your actions might impact the lives of others in the future. Imagine what the world would be like if Michelangelo had said, I don't do ceilings. Or if Noah had said, I don't do boats. Or if Moses had said, I don't want nothing to do with a river. If David had said, I don't do Goliaths. Mary had said, I don't do virgin births. What if John the Baptist had said, I don't do baptisms? Or Peter had said, I don't do Gentiles. Or Paul had said, I don't write letters. Or Jesus had said, I don't do crosses. Imagine what this world would be like if we put those limitations on those people. A lifestyle of generous giving will outlive you here on earth and into eternity. Amen? What am I asking you to be? I'm asking you to be a servant. We are asking you to be like Jesus, the greatest servant leader there ever was. I've heard this, and I mentioned this yesterday at supper with the Thomases. If serving is below you, leadership is above you. Let me say that again, or beyond you rather. If serving is below you, leadership is beyond you. If you're not willing to serve, if you're not willing to bend down and go the extra mile, Fabian, if we're not willing to serve others, we're not going to be much use for God. Amen? Now, he loves you. He's, he's going to still put up with you. He loves you. He cares for you. But he wants you to be like his son who gave his all. Amen? So, guys, we need to become more generous. So, real quickly before I close, where are some areas we should give? We should give in three quickly, quick areas. We need to give of our time. Guys, when we ask you to volunteer for BBS, we're asking for your time. Amen? Uh, Chantel worked together a little list of some people who are going to help cleaning up the church. We have some beautiful facilities, and, and they're very large, okay? And that means it takes some time to clean up. Thank you to the ladies who volunteered. That's giving of your time. That pleases God. It pleases us, too, okay? It, but it pleases God. By the way, when we were putting out these different cleaning supplies, when, when I put those little wipies in the bathroom, what did I do with them, Sean? I cleaned the bathroom first. By the way, I almost didn't tell her that because I, I, I got her thinking I don't know how to clean. And I'd really like to keep it that way, okay? I got her thinking I don't know how to work a vacuum, okay? By the way, it, it's not lying when everybody knows you're joking, okay? But here's the deal. Here's the deal. Guys, thank you for giving of your time. Those of you that teach classes, Sunday school teachers, Royal Ranger teachers, Missionette teachers, those that give of your time, thank you, thank you, thank you. But guess what? That's not the only way we can give. We can give of our talents, okay? Guys, there are different things that need to be done around here. Blaine, you're doing a wonderful job of taking care of some items around here. Thank you. Man, you're great with that, okay? Um, Chantel's dad did that beautiful little box around our sign. And we have those flowers in it. Thank you. Those you ladies that help decorate and do different things like that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's giving of your talents, okay? Those of you that sing backup, those of you that, that sacrifice in different areas, you're giving of your talents. Thank you. And then, of course, you also give of your treasure, okay should we give of our money yes we should it's one of the only tangible ways that we can show our love for god okay you see guys you can you can give without loving you want an illustration of that taxes how many had to write a a check to uncle sam how many had to write a check to the state of louisiana okay did you put a little thank you note to john bell edwards thanks for all your good work no you had to take captive those thoughts you had about mr edwards okay but, but you can give without loving, okay? You ever get stopped and have to pay a traffic ticket? You gave without loving. You didn't love that, okay? JD, you ever been there? Okay, yeah, you've been there. You were telling me the story, okay? We, we can give without loving, but you cannot love without giving. Think about that. Think about your grandkids. You love your grandkids? Boy, you give to those grandkids, don't you? You, you want to just shower them with stuff, huh? Blaine, you love your kids, don't you? You love your wife. You give to them, don't you? Yeah, you do. You're a smart guy. Okay? Guys, you can't love without giving. So when it comes to the things of God, if we love God and we love people, we give. Because God's a giver. Amen? Final prayer that Rebecca would have for us as we wrap things up this morning is, Lord, I ask that you would give our friends the eyes to see opportunities in the everyday events of life, the hands to reach out and to give more than that is required or expected, and Lord, the heart to do so with motives that are pure and not self-seeking. That would be Rebecca's prayer for us. In just a few moments, I'm going to pray over you as a pastor. But as we watch Rebecca depart and return to her place in the stands, we feel a prompting in our hearts. We want to be more like her. We may be determined to find more opportunities to give generously in the here and now. And then, of course, we see the next person coming from the stands. But that's for another week. Guys, the Rebecca principle is a simple one. It is, and then some. The Rebecca principle is Lanyap. Lord, I want to do more. I want to do exceedingly. Don't we love when God does exceedingly abundantly more? Don't we love when he just doesn't do the bare minimum? That when he shows up and touches us and and we begin to pray and we love that, don't we? Well, shouldn't we reciprocate? Amen. So the Rebecca principle is and then some. We all need to take a lesson from this great woman of faith.